1: Welcome to the premiere of Orphan Black, the real official premiere of Orphan Black. This we get it. to recap yes. an episode. This is amazing. This is awesome. Hi, I'm your host, Nando Velasquez. Welcome to the AfterBuzz Orphan Black Show. I'm joined right next to me by the illustrious uh, Matt Lieberman. Hello. And uh, next to him is the uh, beautiful Anna Koppel. Oh.
2: Equally hey illustrious. Yeah, equally, equally illustrious.
1: And uh, and lastly, joined by, he can't wait to get, he's the I'm, eager... I'm... I'm so eager. Eager will link. Just Thank will you. just will link. Just will just Will Link. I, I was trying to build you up to something and I just went, yeah. yeah. Is, I went down. Unlike this episode of Orphan Black, which started on a high point from oh, the yeah. end of season one. Hit the and ground running. It pretty much literally running, because Sarah yeah. was running at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> so uh yeah, let's get into Well actually, you know what? You know, I want to start with the big twist that everybody in this panel saw coming as of last week. We all predicted it,
3: and it was really nice to see Helena hmm Is not dead. Not dead. Uh, and we, we met some new, fun uh, Prolethean friends. Yes. Uh, one of whom is, uh, is you know, right there to take care of her when she gets better. Yeah. Yeah. The cowboy. Our creepy button-up-to-the-top cowboy. Yeah,
1: exactly. But uh, big surprise. I mean, even on EW, if you looked at the EW issue, they said, Helena, dead. All interviews done by, uh, by the creators and by Tatiana was, Helena is dead.
2: And I was reading Tatiana was saying it was so hard for her because she loved playing Helena so much. And all of these interviews, she said her greatest performance has been having to be like, yeah, I'm going to miss Helena. I'm going to miss being that character. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know... I was so surprised, actually, though, still to hear that that Helena theme come up. Because I thought this was going to be something that was held a little bit longer into the season. Right, But no, right off the bat, they gave us Helena back. She's well, the
1: only clone with theme music.
3: Well, we only get <laughs> ten episodes per season. You know, we want to have her in play as much as possible. Yeah. But I have to admit, I was super excited as soon as you hear the telltale screech. Yeah. And, you know, we see boots, you know, covered in muck and blood trying to make their way into this hospital hospital. I'm like, oh, man! And yes, she is. She is alive. Mm, and absolutely. she's still scary.
1: And of course, her first words is, my sister shot me. Yes. yes. Yeah, that was and,
4: and I forgot how childlike she can be, even mm-hmm. though she is so frightening and can do such Horrible thing. So there's this really childlike innocence to her. My sister shot me.
2: It was like, <laughs> <laughs> She'll be up in that hospital bed slurping on Jello in no time. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah that's true.
1: But you know, when she said that, it was also kind of like, a, oh, it's nothing. This <laughs> yeah. is a, this is my family relationship. My, my sister shot, shot yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, it's nothing. No, yeah. <laughs> but again, really a, a really awesome uh, awesome twist, and we all saw it. again. We all saw it coming. I, I love to pat us all on the back. Uh, but uh, but it's great to see that, because she's a perfect... She's like the Joker to Sarah's Batman, in a way. They're really the the flip totally. side of the coin. yeah. So, uh, and according to the creators, uh, Graham uh, Manson and John Fawcett, they claim they never had any intention of killing Helena from last season, so this wasn't just something like they said, hey, wouldn't it be good if we just brought her back? This was part of their grand design, well, so and, to speak.
2: And it doesn't feel like a like a cheat, like we saw kind of... That, because we knew there was this thing with Kira, who right. Helena is her blood aunt, you know, that yeah. she... Has this healing power, so I'm anxious to see how that comes into play with yeah. Elaine. And I guess Sarah has this power too. Not that she's had to use it, but right. she must be able to heal pretty easily as well.
3: Well, you look at how easily she's adapted to so much of this other stuff. You know, uh, uh, you know, when she even takes over Beth's life at the beginning of the series. She is able to develop the accent relatively yep. quickly. She thinks on her feet really, really fast. She seems to never get tired. She's always running or doing something. Mm. So I'm just going to put it out there. Potentially, these powers extend beyond healing, and they just they provide. Maybe she's accessing more of her brain at any one time, and that's why her body's able to react in such a different way. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out
4: there. And maybe this is why they were chosen. in as the originals to be cloned because they are actually superheroes. I don't know, no, but <laughs> yeah. but you know maybe they uh, are just you know um, well you know super.
1: No, I think that's a good point because you know how when you make a copy of something in real life, if mm-hmm. it's not the original, usually a copy of uh, of an original is not the same. Uh, quality.
3: Think of a VHS. When you du- when you dub it, yeah, it, it
1: it's reduces a different its generation. Quality. It's like a different yeah. generation, even though it's the same generation. Uh, age speaking, it's a different generation and, from the original.
2: And remember, Helena and Sarah are the two clones that Leaky and Died lost track of. Exactly. So yeah. who knows what happened to them differently in their upbringing than happened to these other clones? What experiments? What things could have occurred?
3: Or what they what they missed out on. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, you finish Uh, your point. Sorry. Uh, No, it's it's just uh, the fact is, you're right. They are the only two that were not monitored by Dr. Leakey and Dyad throughout their entire lives. So not only were they not getting checked on with electrodes at night, but there may have been crucial medications or uh, or, uh, serums, fixes that uh, all the other clones have received, but they have not, allowing their growth in certain areas to grow unchecked.
1: Mm Yeah. A line that was said, I believe, by, uh, I think it was Rachel. I have to look at my notes, but the words biological goldmine for Kira yeah. was used, and then saying, of course, her mother's also a biological goldmine, and we can also include that Helena is a biological goldmine because they come from the same the same womb. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So I think that's uh, that's the best way to, to say. It. I mean, that's why Helena is important to this story and why it's great, and besides the fact that we love her as a character and love the way Tatiana <laughs> plays her, uh, she's crucial to this story. So uh, we're going. To get into this, uh, a little bit more of the episode, but I want to say this is our first recap show. So we are brand new to iTunes. So if you are listening to us, please. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. Some people have already gone on there after our preview show and rated us. We were like really surprised. I think at uh, even for a preview show, I wasn't surprised. You weren't surprised. People, I wasn't surprised. People I, clamoring for Orphan Black. I was optimistic, yes. but still was a little. It was a little shocked. I, I felt optimistic. vindicated. <laughs>
3: That's how I felt.
1: Yeah, we were actually were the number two show on iTunes the next day after we recorded our preview, and and, and number one today, today over Game of Thrones, over <laughs> Game of Thrones and Mad Men. Yeah. All those shows. Holy crap! That's amazing. So anyway, so please. Uh, please rate us we love fives uh, a lot of people have already posted even on YouTube and, and people have tweeted us about how grateful they are that Afterbus finally has an Orphan Black show people like uh, well people on YouTube like Mason Jesse Emma Frost 45 Tiffany F Cough 2009 uh, PRC Braz uh that's not Braswell, right? Uh I don't know. Karina O three oh two, uh my Leck two oh five and uh yeah and more people. So please keep it up and we'd love to hear from you and uh we'd love to keep you in on the conversation as well. On the conversation. Yes. Yes. To use a BBC America term. Uh I would love it if we let's just start off talking about Allison, because really she was the
2: comedy in the show. Uh, for I the could most watch part. I can watch a whole show just about her in community theater, I think. Yeah. That would be a great program in of itself. If there's
4: a spinoff about Allison in community theater, I would watch it. Absolutely. I really would. I mm-hmm. think it was great. And I love... Oh, there's so much about it. I love that she took over Ainsley's lead. I mm-hmm. mean, just how awful. And that there are just so many... Uh, I can't think of any of them, uh, but just the uh, the double entendres that yeah. were going on.
3: Oh well, right. the, the song itself. The song, yeah, where she has to clean up after a grisly murder uh, and sing about it. You know, uh, scrub away the plasma or yeah. Away the, yeah. yeah, wipe, wipe,
1: wipe away the plasma, plasma, scrub
3: off every, every stain. stain, and like she must be just. Either feeling incredibly horrible, which is how I imagine she's feeling, or potentially worse, because she's Allison, she might be feeling a little like, so this is what it's like to be Ainsley.
2: Well, she seemed so moved that she was the lead. Like I it, it, it yeah. couldn't tell whether it was a half guilt of Ainsley or more just, I get to shine yeah. now, yeah. I get to be I the star. I think it was shameless greed.
1: Yeah. She's kind of a bit selfish for her, so she thinks about herself a little too much, so but, that kind of... That especially being a clone right now, discovering right. she's one of several, to actually get that that commendation, like you are so phenomenal, you're getting the lead. I think she got to shine in her own spotlight.
3: It's so funny. I don't know when it happened, but somehow Allison became my favorite, yeah. even though right, she's yeah. the worst. <laughs> but like she's just she's just so entertaining to watch, and then watching her having to deal with Felix. Who's high on drugs? Oh God. Um, yes. <laughs> uh,
2: I was so glad that also early on we got another Allison Felix in because they've quickly become my favorite pair. They're a great pair. The oh, yeah.
3: That's the spin-off I would watch. Mm. Is the yeah. two of them as, you know, young working girls in the city. It's, uh, it's nice to see
1: Felix comfortable with Sarah, but we want to see some We want to yeah. see some budding heads, and I think that's what works okay, with Alice. Can
4: I just say, like, I, I feel like in the recap show we talked about, you know, I really love that there are two strong, you know, gay characters Characters that don't have to say, like, hey, I'm gay. When did Felix become a gay stereotype? Because. What? what he, we just, like, he just had, like, these assless chaps. And he's just, like, in this, <laughs> this, like, gay nightclub, yeah. like, on ecstasy. And just, I just feel like he's, like, this gay stereotype they've, in this You're episode. saying they've
2: put, like, a gay minstrel show with him? Right, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's no. fair. Because I feel like he was already, from episode one, established as can be semi-flamboyant, but it, it's not, it's not, I still don't think it's defining who he is as a right. character.
3: Well, and also, it's it's not necessarily about flamboyance, it's about uh, the freedom of sexual expression. Yeah. And we, we've already established him as a very strong person, as somebody who is very caring, he's got a great heart, he's smart, sometimes smarter than Sarah, you know, it, he can still be all those things and still want to go out to a club and have a five-way with four other guys on drugs <laughs> in assless chaps. Okay. I see no reason why those two can't coexist. I Okay, and I agree with
4: you, but was he any of those other things in this episode? If this was the first episode you saw of Orphan Black...
1: I will say this. I think, for some reason, him getting high, I didn't agree with that character choice. And I know this is California and we have legalized marijuana here. Some of right. our panel may do or not. But I felt, for some reason, that was an odd choice for him because... This, in the timeline of Orphan Black, this happens right after season one. Still a lot of stuff's going on. Well, right? I, was, I
2: was actually trying to think about where we left off with Felix, because he, right. wasn't, he wasn't at his apartment at the end. He wasn't with the other clones and right as, at the and, end of that. And time. as
3: he says in this episode, you know, I had no idea that things were going to go tits up, did I? That's not yeah. the exact word, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I, here's what I would say. I would agree with you, Anna, that... If this was the only episode you'd ever saw, you might be mistaken in thinking that he's a a, a lighter written character than he actually is but we have to remember at the start of the series he was selling he slept with a guy so that he could sell coke to him yeah I mean the, this is still this guy's reality and there is
1: a bit of a uh, for lack of a better word a flamboyancy about him that sh- it's a subtlety at times but yeah. you do see it I think anybody when they want to have a good time they want to go out and let loose they just do it I don't think that makes him a stereotype based no. on that moment I but again I think it fun. was heavy I did think it was a little heavy handed just with him getting high and going to the club which was called Thumpers by the way uh, going to that Thumpers trying to go for a Five way, I think maybe In that was a little heavy chaps, handed.
3: Guys. <laughs> he <laughs> can ass have assless it's, chaps. It's chaps not the first hot. time he showed his ass on this That's show. There true. are college professors who wear assless chaps <laughs> to clubs.
4: Okay, well
3: we I, could all
1: be wearing them right now. Nobody I, can yeah, see We have a table blocking us. Uh, uh, we will not shut don't stand up, Will. I, <laughs> don't stand up.
4: Maybe I'm alone in this. Fans can weigh in. But. Fans
1: weigh in. Let us know too, how you feel.
3: Too I, much,
4: too little? I feel like it was a betrayal to the character. I really do. Okay. okay.
1: Well, I think if anything, if Felix, Felix got to be a little bit of comic relief at that moment with that, and Delphine, at least, uh, and uh, Cosima, definitely got to show a little bit more mature uh, of a mature character relationship. A, gay, uh, a lesbian character. Although Felix even had fun with that. I smelled lesbians in my bed last night, mm-hmm. so <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, although going back to Alison really quick, I don't want to I don't want to lose this moment to say that that musical that we were commenting on is actually a real musical. It was not just made up words that went perfectly with Alison's situation with Ainsley, but it's actually a musical called Blood Ties, which was in the Edinburgh um, film fest, uh, um, not no, Edinburgh Fringe Festival, excuse mm-hmm. me, uh, and and the creators. Found this uh, this I, musical, I, and that was the real cast that was performing with. Oh, actors. really? really? That, yeah. Oh, that's wow. awesome. That was I, the real cast and the piano player.
3: Because I was gonna say this, that scene was very well cast. I'm like, this looks perfectly like a community <laughs> theater group, and now I feel really, really bad because they're real actors,
2: they're <laughs> not community theater. Well, it was Fringe Festival, so, so the, okay. take it what you will. Well, I'm yeah. not trying
1: to I'm not trying to diminish them, but obviously yeah. it's not it's not the same style of right. acting. I suppose
3: the the the, the community theater. Director Director, I thought was just perfect casting. Oh yeah, he was great. He was wonderful. He was absolutely great. Uh,
1: and then also with Allison, I definitely want to talk about just the fact that she could just go to some guy named Ramon, yeah, and he has everything in the in the trunk of his green sports car, whatever I, that is, coupe. I like this Ramon character. I like. Character.
2: Yeah. I, like that. I, I hope he comes becomes a reoccurring thing. He's so weird. I. know. <laughs> you know what? But you you brought up the the Felix drug thing, and I kind of like. It's another thing that him and Allison have in common because in Allison's own mm. way, she is kind she's popping pills, she's boozing it up. I mean yeah. she's taking a break now, but you know, spending a lot of time with Felix and having to deal with the death of Ainsley, having to go to her funeral, she'll be on those pills well, she, in no time. Yeah, she had
1: a little bit of a problem with, with Felix being high, but yet she has no problem going up to Ramon and getting her quality uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> quality treatment.
2: Exactly.
3: And <laughs> and not not the uh not the herbal kind. That's not what she's into. No, not the herbal kind. Yeah. Um
4: yeah, I, I just uh, just a side comment, sort of that you know, on Seinfeld, Kramer always had a guy, and I just feel mm-hmm. like Allison's sort of becoming that character because she, you know, <laughs> she was she was the money. Yeah, she is. She's just sort <laughs> of like, you know, who who knew that like soccer mom could you know had an illegal guns guy. You know, right. that's great. It's <laughs> awesome. It's an awesome.
2: It's never what you think, and it's such a suburban. Never is, yeah.
1: Yeah. never is. It's such a suburban moment. He works at like some uh, Econo, Mega Mart, or at Econo, yeah, Mart. Econo Mart at the Econo at the and yeah. uh, just some guy who works at the Econo Mart. And on the side, he's got guns and drugs in and, his car.
3: Yeah, and he's just got this like very weird kind of lusty energy. Like, like he cause like yeah. he's a
1: dreamboat.
4: Come on.
3: Oh yeah, any <laughs> girl would be lucky to have Ramon. Yeah,
2: you okay. all need a Ramon in your life. He's yeah. an yeah. entrepreneur. He yeah. is successful. He's got a lot
1: of jobs.
4: But ladies, how's take your own car.
1: Take your mother? own car. Yes, take your own car. Do not get pulled over. Do not speed in his car.
2: Yes.
3: Doesn't he? <laughs> doesn't she ask him about his folks at the end? Yeah. At the last thing right. she
2: says is, uh, "How's your mother doing?"
3: Yeah. Like, mm. he's just the neighborhood boy that it's not, a you know, the best kept secret that he deals drugs. I don't think everyone knows that he has guns in his car. I thought it was going to set up a whole thing of, like, I can find you a gun, you know, if blah, blah, blah. But no, he's just got them all there. Mm. Including this very cool matte black revolver. Yeah. So mm. choice.
4: With a lady grip.
3: Yes. With a lady uh,
1: grip, yes. So, yeah, I mean, I said it last week, and I'm glad you're kind of moving on to Camp Allison. I I think she's become my favorite character. Just so the dark good. comedy in it. Is yeah, reciprocal. I
2: mean, anyone, anyone who could... You're simultaneously terrified by what she's going to do and laughing hysterically at it. So, yeah, it's so
3: interesting how many shows are packed into Orphan Black because it is a lot of shows at once. It is this dark, uh, you know, satire skewering suburbia, Mm. it is this, you know, grim sci fi thriller. Uh, We also have this, you know, this romance, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this tragic romance with. Uh, Delphine and Casima, who might be dying, yeah. um, and this kind of serial killer story mm-hmm. with uh, Helena, and then also cops. And you know, most shows they cops. have an A
1: story, they have a B story, they have a C story in an hour. Like all of them involve they a clone. Can, it's yeah. like the Allison storyline, the Casima storyline, and Sarah. And yeah, they've done it
2: a brilliant job of balancing it too. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like you're too heavy loaded on one character mm-hmm. storyline. And I think that's really what the show. Coming back did so well in this first episode, mm. and it's going to have to keep up that pace. And I think it will. I think it can. They've shown they've, they've shown it so far. Can I can I just
3: say something that just occurred to me? Maybe it already occurred to everybody else, and maybe it might not matter ever. <laughs> but uh, Allison, Beth, Casima, ABC, uh, or like Allison, Elizabeth, Ooh. and Casima. Every single clone's name begins with a different letter, and I'm wondering: Are there only 26 clones? I doubt that there's only 26 clones. But if there were, it's something that just makes sense to me. Well, then is Beth uh, is Elizabeth for E or is Beth
1: for? I think e. it's Elizabeth. So Elizabeth then there might be a B coming out like a Brenda. Right, or, because uh, we got on Brenda. Yeah, no, not Brenda. That was the first thing that yeah. came to mind. Allison
3: Elizabeth, <laughs> Allison Casima Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Del. Rachel, Sarah, Katia, Helena, Danielle Fournier. Uh, mm. I don't remember the Italian one. But the, I'm just remembering all of the passports. We'll have to look we saw them the up. People, the first, yeah. If you're uh, definitely, you can, but we have a otherwise. Jennifer coming up. Exactly. So hmm. mm-hmm. no repeats so far. But and
1: they're all in, from different, for the most part, from different countries. You have the right. British one, the French one, the German one. Although Helena was separate by that point, right? But still, yeah. and so was uh, so was Sarah technically. But it'd be interesting to see what the grand design of how they do the clones yeah. is. They're let's clean. move. Let's move on to uh, the Cosima storyline because there's a lot there she's obviously has a big decision weighing on her uh, well because she is sick she's showing respiratory problems which Delphine says uh, that two others have shown we know one of them was uh, Katja yeah, yeah. and uh, the other one uh, from what I'm reading is inferred to probably be the new clone Jennifer yeah. that we will see shortly although I felt like Kacha wasn't the first one to really be sick. I
3: feel like there was there was possibly something May, else. Am I misremembering that Danielle Fournier also had it, or was she just murdered by Helena?
2: She was, as far as we know, she was just murdered by Helena, okay. I think. Okay, and
1: Cosima was probably just getting samples at that point to try to figure out the yeah. clone thing. So right. we don't know if she was sick or not, but but Kacha was definitely sick. Yeah. Because we did get to experience her. Uh, I think it's interesting, uh, Cosima wants to... Work with Dyad, because obviously working with diet would be beneficial to figuring out her sickness, but also she doesn't want to give them her research and still obviously knows that she's a patent and doesn't want to... She wants to have her own freedom. Yeah. What do you
3: guys think about that? I think she's in a very, very tough situation. The fact is, I don't see any way that she's going to be able to live a life without Dyad in it, whether uh, she's working for them or not. Whether she likes it or not they own a patent on her. She is property. It's, it's screwed up, but that's a reality. So to, to put her in a situation where she has the ability to save her own life and potentially better the lives of all of her other sisters out there, I think maybe it's time to make a sacrifice and do something for the whole team.
2: Yeah, go right into the lion's den. Into and the just lion's think, den, you and, have to,
3: and and come out with you know a cure for this disease, and potentially a way to you know stabilize and ensure healthy lives for everyone else. Maybe even help them all have kids. Mm, interesting, but at the same time, she might be
1: dooming herself so that other clones can survive because she would pretty pretty. She is the brains right now in yeah. this outfit, and. She's kind could, of a
3: romantic notion.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, at least she has Delph it seems like she has Delphine in her corner well, right now. Well,
2: Delphine did kind of a betrayal by giving her blood to Leaky. Well, not kind of. It was a betrayal. She Straight gave her up blood to, to Leaky, but like I, I said last week. But I still <laughs> believe that Delphine, she's like kind of torn between two masters, and I think she at least thinks what she's doing is in the best interest to save Kasima's life. Right. So I it's a betrayal, but it's like a betrayal. I have some sympathy for in a weird way.
3: Hmm. You understand her motives, or some of them anyway.
2: Yeah. She yeah. thinks this is the only way Cosima's going to get cured. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Has to betray what her do you and think, do this. Anna?
4: Well, can I quickly, who are uh, the two masters? Is the master Kasima um, and Leaky? Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like the master who also controls the sex wins every time. Every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. But, uh, yeah. If there's a way, I don't know much about patent law... But if there's a <laughs> You're way, I'm the only one. I'm the, You're only, the only, only one. one here. I'm
2: an expert, yeah, yeah. expert in patent law. But I don't so think. Sometimes
4: people know you happen to be
3: sitting with. Right. Them. right there there might home. be,
4: but there might be a way for Casima to take over the patent, and then that solves everything. <sighs>
3: mm. I don't know. I've never heard of a ta- of a typewriter arguing for its own self ownership <laughs> before.
2: I mean, it is a weird because I mean there was an actual Supreme Court decision in reality, which yeah, Rachel but... references, which I thought was a great mixing the real world and this about like synthetic uh, material being. Uh, genetic material being patented. Oh, that was a real. That's a real Supreme a Court real, decision, yeah, is oh. real. like what she says. But if a clone walked into court to fight this, I mean, is someone just going to be like, "Nup, they own you"? Or, like, well, how would that actually go down?
4: Or sells it to Delphine, or mm. or uh, Kira, or I don't know. I well, mean. I We're
2: think gonna get whole a battle episode.
1: Well, no, I, I mean, the creators, uh, well,
2: have said they it's don't,
1: they don't want to focus too much on the patent law because obviously it's not so sexy as, yeah. as uh, <laughs> lesbians in bed together and or the guns and, and the, the guns shooting, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but it is an interesting, it is an interesting dilemma. It would be interesting to see that in real life played out if something like that was to happen. For the purpose of this story, I think it's just really interesting how powerful Dyad is. Yes. And that's what it is. It's really the, the, the clones up against the, the giant, which is Dyad right now. And who knows? Who's behind that, too?
2: And Diet clearly has something. I mean, it's worldwide. She's going on a trip. She's meeting with both Koreas. Both Koreas. Both yeah. Koreas come together for the Diet. Planning Institute. on taking
1: Paul to Taiwan.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I
3: hope you learn your Taiwanese.
1: Yeah. So it seems like Rachel's someone, on the
2: edge of a big deal being closed somewhere about something. Yeah.
3: Can we get into Rachel?
2: Is that yeah, right? let's get
3: into Rachel. I think Rachel is getting off on taking Paul away. From Sarah, for some reason, she is a deep I, I first of all, I think she has a deep hatred for Sarah, not just because uh she sent that up yours pro clone email I think she resents her for having free will for having and for not being raised within the study um, and being able to have a life entirely entirely her own and seemingly wasting it. I think that bothers her, and I think she gets off on taking Paul away. And uh making him hers.
4: I completely disagree. I think she is so hot for Sarah.
3: Really?
2: Yeah. Ooh. Hot oh, for, ex- Sarah. Yeah. Be... for Sarah. That'll be Sarah. That'll be strange. We'll just had <laughs> a stroke. <laughs> I, <know>. I did not <laughs> think about like the two clones getting together. It hey is...
3: man, they they're genetically identical. They understand they, they, each, they know, each they other. Is... They know a lot about they each, they other. Wait, each other. They know what each other wants. Can
4: you, can you tell me why it's you think that way? Just very advanced masturbation. Uh <laughs> I just I have seen somebody, you know, it's just kind of like being on the playground, you know. It's just that sort of like, oh, I hate how much I love you. Just Oh, yeah, like ugh. I hate you, I
1: hate you, but I really love you. Yeah, yeah. But
4: I just want you, if I could just have you in my bed, then everything would go away. You know, all this <laughs> other stuff, it just doesn't matter. You don't think she's
3: into Paul at all. I think she's no, into Paul.
4: No, I think she's into getting Paul out of Sarah's bed and
3: right
2: yeah. and making sarah driving and get, sarah crazy <laughs> yeah. orphan black fans are writing fan fiction right now on you don't think no, they already no. did yeah i've yeah. been done yeah. i'm I've sure
0: i've done it <laughs> <laughs> i i timeless admission. i
1: like yeah. what you're saying but i kind of still agree with with matt up to a point i think that there's ego involved and she definitely wants to uh be on top not sexually, but be on top also of Sarah, sexually. be on charge. You'll say sexually. Be she. It's there's ego. She's the head of this company, or, or as far as we know, she's upper management in this company. And there is somebody who is denying her the satisfaction of getting what she wants. So and, I think there's definitely ego involved. I don't think I still think she wants Paul. Just because Paul's a plaything to her. She's showing off her, her power. It's a hot piece. Yeah. I don't understand why she wouldn't want it. I still feel, though, based on the fact that she... I, I don't know why. When she spoke German, my theory about the fact that she's actually... The, the consciousness of somebody else is in Rachel. And that they're using clones to eventually put other people's consciousness what? in. I really felt that was... i To me, that kind of felt like she's very, very different than any of the other clones. Look how, Look how educated she is. But is
2: that just because she's... I'm assuming, grown up in the Dyad Institute. Like, she's that almost could be been bred yeah, yeah. for this reason. Well, I
3: feel like she's the control group, right? Everyone else was given a life free of, of interference except for routine maintenance, mm-hmm. and she was probably the only one raised knowing who she was, knowing what she was within the Dyad Institute, studied all the time, and then given a degree of free will in exchange for playing a significant role in the company.
2: Hmm. I And I, I think you're right. I think there is a level of jealousy towards Sarah, because Sarah is the enigma. Rachel can't control Sarah. And uh, in that scene, when Sarah shoots at her, I don't think Rachel saw that coming in a million right. years. No. I think she thought she had this, I'm Rachel, I'm with the Diet Institute, no one's going to mess with me, and then all of a sudden she's getting hit in the head with a gun. Sure. Like she's down on the ground.
3: Well,
1: I, lo- I love your theory about Rachel being the control group. Here's, here's a question for you. Considering... That Rachel seems to be this pro-clone that's incredibly intelligent and has been part of the DIA Corporation, so who knows how they have raised her or bred her. Wouldn't it be fascinating to someone like Cosima to actually go in there and study Rachel as well?
3: Because wouldn't the scientist in her be really curious to see? Well, I mean, without skipping ahead, uh, it seems like in the scenes from next week that that might be a possibility. Yeah. So there's definitely
1: that possibility, but I, I, that's what I think is, is a really temptation for someone, a uh, scientist like Kasima. I think the, the other question is just: Is Delphine really playing? Is is she really on Kasima's side? Is she? I think I think you, what you said, Anna, was really cool. Like whoever controls the sex, really is the one in charge. But I think also it depends on does
3: Casima does Delphine see Kasima as a lover or as a plaything. Because, or as a pet, or as a pet, because she says she's invested, so I doubt that she's a plaything mm-hmm. to her, but ultimately, I feel like she's still she's still a scientist, and this is still part of her job. She cares about her, but I don't know how far it extends.
4: Is it possible that at the end of this relationship, if and when Kasima dies, that Delphine will take over her research and still like play on our team here?
3: I'd like to hope so.
2: Yeah, I think... I, Like I said, I think Delphine is on Cosima's side. At the end of the day, when push comes to su- shove, she's going to stick with the clones. Okay.
1: okay. Interesting. Fair. Uh, we'll have to see... Well, we definitely got to see a little bit of that when she uncovered Sarah... In disguise yeah. as Cosima. Which, by the way, was a beautiful... Again, it's just so awesome seeing Tatiana playing a clone playing another clone. Hey, yes.
2: There's that slight moment where the, the cockney accent com- comes out just a bit because she can't perfect the Casim,a voice. Just a sliver of it. She's so good at slipping that in there. Mm,
1: yeah. And it was nice to see Delphine didn't blow her cover yep. and actually again, told her where Leaky's offices that's were. That's
3: the one thing that makes me think that she isn't entirely on Dyad's side. But that's the only thing. I would say. Hmm. Well, hopefully we'll get to see some more
1: proof, either for or against, that we'll get to figure out what side Delphine really yeah. is on. Ulti- I mean, I think ultimately she's on her own side. It's just right. what what interests are, are she really invested in?
2: See, that's how I feel about Paul. I'm not sold that Paul is such a great guy with Sarasen. So I feel like he's still going to do whatever's the best for him. How you feel about Delphine, that's how I feel about Paul. See,
3: I think that Paul is somebody who does have feelings for Sarah and is, what, is trying to help her but honestly can't. He's in, he's in a, a situation where if he betrays Dyad and they know about it, then it's all over because of what happened in Afghanistan. I feel like he's just caught between a rock and a hard place.
2: But I still think when push comes to shove, if he can get his slate clean, if he can get— out if he couldn't have it all taken care of and his life is great because of whatever he's doing with diet, he's going to choose Dyad over her. Hmm. Right now, I think, again, and not to use the same term, but I think he's also serving two masters and I think he'll go to whichever side's going to win.
4: I just want to point out, guys, that Paul is on Sarah's side because of the hot, hot sex. Like, he was totally, when it was Beth,
2: <laughs> he yeah. was totally
4: reporting to diet every little thing because mm. she would just, like, lay there like right. a dead fish. And you know? then...
3: Uh, what 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 is the phrase that he uses in, in in episode two of season one? It's like you screw me wild, which no one ever says. Uh, <laughs> maybe in Canada, exactly. maybe in Toronto. I guess, but I don't know. Listen, kitchen island sex is a game changer, and we can't really we can't really expect him to behave like a normal person after he had that. So. I agree with and Anna. Sarah, yeah. That visual of Kitchen Island sex. Thank and you for Sarah that. Sarah probably asked You're very welcome. They
4: gave us that. It's not that. That's true. Matt thank you. That. Yeah, thank yeah. you,
1: Graham yeah.
2: and John.
3: <laughs> thank you, Graham, John, and Tatiana.
4: And I, I feel like and Sarah John. has to be taking one for the team, at least on occasion, to keep Paul in line and on their team. I mean... Or is it just the hope that he holds on to? I feel like sometimes the hope is like...
2: The hope could... Yeah. Well, the uh, you dangle hope in yeah. front of somebody. You know? I will say,
1: I thought that scene uh, at the end... We'll, we'll start getting into Sarah, but I thought that scene at the end with Paul and Sarah, that face-off, mm-hmm. when he was had her at gunpoint and then he, and she slapped him, He's like, in the face? And then he lets her go. He said, I'll yeah. come up. I'll make up some excuse. Fine. It's like, and, and she's, meanwhile, she's in dire. Rachel obviously has seen her. She was two inches away from yeah. her face in the, in the shop before. She knocked and her And Paul up. lets her go. And Daniel even threatened him. He's like, just do one more nice thing for Sarah. Why don't you just do one more so I can shoot you in the face? Yeah, put a bullet mm-hmm. in your yeah, head. Yes, so I can pull a bullet in your head. So obviously, Paul's playing a dangerous game either way. Yeah. He's being very wishy-washy. And he's playing, I mean... I mean, the sex might be great, but I don't know if it's that great to kill yourself over. Well, you You've know. never had yeah. clone sex. Uh, yeah, I've never had right. clone sex or kitchen island sex. Apparently, so clone uh, <laughs> yeah. sex. But let's uh,
4: <laughs> clone sex is the most legit sex.
1: It is
3: really scientifically proven. Casima proved
4: Yeah, it. I'd like that's to think that yeah. that's
2: why this whole experiment was being done. Leaky did all this just because he wanted to monitor clone you sex. Don't no. be surprised. <laughs>
1: yeah. We're in we're in California we're in LA, we're in the valley. Don't be surprised yeah. if we see some company start doing a little okay. parody on it. Fully All functioning right. tail. <laughs> yeah, 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 we have to go there. You have yeah. to go to the functioning tail. Every time. It's yes, true. Absolutely. So let's move on. Let's move on to the main I guess the main storyline, which is obviously Sarah. Sarah yeah. is on the run uh and looking for Kira and yes. Mrs. S, who have disappeared and who we for some reason believe that uh that Rachel uh, has taken them, and the diet to have taken them uh that first scene when she goes into the diner that was a very classic scene, and really, really interesting on so many levels seeing those two i was gonna say those two new characters, but it really ends up being just one new character yeah, right uh that it were going in and uh and spotting her and i I thought what was really, really telling and interesting was the scrambled egg was the eggs the uh, egg conversation
3: yeah the you know free are, range. You, are your eggs free range uh and the guys like no they're just they're just regular eggs well then th- what what was it? it's not he's
2: like they're just normal eggs well then they're not normal
3: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> which d- made them seem like they were part
2: of
3: Dyad or
1: well, or well or the no, Proletheans. the
2: Proletheans. Proletheans. Yeah. i was the like Prolet- well,
3: thought, i immediately because mm. yeah. it's, it's like the same thing that Helena was spouting with, like, not fit for family. Yeah. You know, your, your, your chickens have been tainted, basically. Oh, I guess that's true. They've I'd been tampered with. Yeah. Yeah. That's not right. So
1: late. I just loved, but I did love that conversation. It's just, it was like, it could have been a throwaway conversation, but it was perfect the yeah, way they yeah. did it. I really love that dialogue. And uh, them approaching uh, Sarah... And then that that really cool shootout. It was a little bit of slow mo yeah. in there, mm-hmm. a little matrixy for a second. And uh, I loved. It It was really interesting because those two guys were very robotic in a way. And maybe that's why I was thinking so they were super more, creepy. yeah are more like
2: brainwashed religious prolethean nuts. Yeah, yeah that's man. what it is. They've right. been. They've they've drank the Kool Aid of whatever this. I'm going to call it a cult right now. Right, this religious cult. But here's here's the question
3: right now. Uh, the guy who survives tells he says to Sarah, um, "You know, I'm your best option." When she's running to hide in the bathroom, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, is that a lie or not? I, I for whatever reason, I have a sneaking suspicion that these guys are more than they seem and may potentially be. Somewhat positive. Yeah, but
2: I can't trust anyone who's going around killing clones and, and killing kidnapping children
3: and kid and killing the the nice tea guy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I yes. gave her a tea the for line free. cook. The line cook. The line cook. Yeah, the diner cook. But
1: you know what was interesting too when he put a shotgun in that guy's chest. The other one, the one that survived, didn't even blink. It was just yeah. so weird. It was no compassion at all. It was just kind of like oh. Whatever, just going after Sarah.
3: I feel like he was raised as brutally as Helena was. Yeah. Just, you know, he wasn't tortured for being one of these clones.
1: There was a little, like, a horror type of genre element
3: to the whole scene, yeah. the way she was trying to escape and
1: uh, found that fake wall yeah. in the, in Bash the janitor's through, closet yeah. and bashed through it. It was something really, really interesting about
2: that. Well, I think, at the, particularly at the beginning, probably because of this is the most desperate we've ever seen Sarah, and we've seen her pretty desperate, but this yeah. is, you know, uh, we also got to see her to her most badass. Ass. like it was all energy it was craziness and, and that's another reason why this episode started off with such a bang
1: yeah absolutely uh so uh, obviously uh sarah's going for uh looking for kira and she's in contact with rachel i i loved also the fact that she was using her phone and paul was her third choice i, I guess she was just yeah. going for obviously for the other clones and no mm-hmm. one's picking up the phone and there's this whole what's going on and uh, and Paul was her third choice, and and again seeing Paul there in the Diet Institute with Daniel and with Rachel and being uh, trying to be the conduit and playing both sides, which I thought was really interesting. But just seeing seeing Sarah, obviously she w- she has a heart on, so to speak, for Rachel, big time. Wants to put yeah. a bullet through her and is willing to do. <laughs> there you go, Anna's uh, hey. Anna's eyebrows, fan <laughs> fiction going yeah. on. Uh, but I, I thought it was really, really interesting seeing seeing her on the run. I love how she just like hires ruffians to help her out. <laughs> yeah. To get yeah. away from Daniel. She's like
3: Sherlock Holmes. She's got a homeless people network. <laughs> you know? It's like the kids are on my side. The the people are on my side.
2: Yeah, so, yeah well uh, all the skater punks. Well, That's yeah. really well. She's
3: super anti establishment. She's anarchy in the UK, nay Toronto, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and she found an exact body double from the back uh, to actually Have a phone on,
1: so I could spot that. I love that
3: sequence because for a hot second, I was like, oh, they're in an entirely different place. And then I saw. Uh, the back of the double, I'm like, oh my god, no, they're at the right place. How did she, how, how was she so careless? And then, of course, the reveal, and I'm like, oh yeah, of course, up yours, you guys. And yet, even though she can just get random skater punks to help her
1: out, she can't get a gun without going to Allison, which I, I yeah. thought was kind of interesting, too. Well, those too. Canadian gun laws.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, what... is that what it is? I, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> you have to have a nice zip
1: code to be sold
3: a gun. Canadian gun laws. You, right.
4: right. Mm-hmm. Well, you also don't, she doesn't have time for it. She's like running, literally, looking for Kira, mm. she doesn't have time to go like get a license. Sure. Like,
3: all... She needs it now. Right,
4: mm. now, yeah. yeah.
1: But we do see that at least uh, Art is still on the case with uh, Angela DeAngelis and they are still, even though they're off the case, they're still looking into yeah. they're mm-hmm. still looking into little bits and pe- the fringes of the case and they end up pulling in Sarah for, for their own version of questioning. They don't officially have her under arrest. They just have her in cuffs in the back of her car. Right. And uh, it seems like what do you think? Do you think Art is finally getting to Sarah?
2: I th- See, I actually think Art is going to end up being possibly the strongest ally she could have. Agreed. Not only he's a, he's a cop, so he's access stuff. I think he, wa- he wants to get to the bottom of this so badly at this point. Yeah. And any story she tells him, he's going to investigate completely.
3: He wants to find out why his partner killed herself. He still has a very personal connection to this. He knows that something's up, something's strange. It's big enough that he's even a little scared. Um, And he knows, you know, because of Sarah, that he can't really share it with with Angela. And uh, I honestly, I agree. I think that he's going to be a huge asset to her. And that while he doesn't buy everything that she's spouting and he knows that she's done some things that are definitely wrong... I think he recognizes that she's not bsing him here.
2: Yeah, and he's seen enough to possibly buy into the idea of clones. This isn't going to be the most far fetched exactly. thing for Exactly,
3: seeing Allison, I think, is the nail in
1: that yeah. coffin. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. So, and and he even says to the uh, he's like, I think um, she's starting to trust me. I can get her to trust me. I believe yeah. he said. Yeah. So it's really interesting that. But my other question will be, what do you think? Of Angela the Angelis because I felt in the very beginning of season one, she was kind of a throwaway character, kind of like, right. oh yeah, I'll, I'll, since uh, since Beth can't go on the case, I'll I'll be your partner for this case, like a red yeah. shirt almost, and maybe she'd disappear or die or
3: something. But she seems to be a very mysterious character. Yeah. For a hot second, and I know that this is not true, I was like, I wonder if Beth had two monitors. Because she oh. almost, she reads kind of monitory to me, and I'm like... I, there's no way that Art has a monitor that makes no sense, mm-hmm. but she's definitely, she's got some cards she's not playing, I
2: think. Are they Dyad cards or are they Prolethean cards? That's a good Ooh, question. That's a good question. And I'm, I'm not that I have any evidence to support this, but <laughs> I might lean towards prolethian if there is more to her.
3: But if she was a Prolethean, I feel like she would have tried to...
2: Uh, you know, yeah, derail
3: the Helena case and that's, all that. that.
2: That's true. She doesn't seem to know anything. So then she can't really be either, right? Otherwise she would have reported this to somebody.
4: Uh, no, I, I, but wasn't Maggie Chen Prolethean? Yes. yes. So then she could be Dyad.
0: Hmm.
2: Hmm.
4: But that was one of my predictions was that she's Dyad.
2: Or she's just a boring cop. <laughs> yeah, or
3: she's just a cop I don't think she's boring but she's Not definitely yeah. or <laughs> just a cop who's suspicious <laughs> yeah. yeah,
4: I feel like she definitely has a heart on for Sarah I and mean, she just seems to hate yeah. her
1: oh now. yeah that's yeah. well, true first of all I think she had a heart on for she Beth she wants to have sex with her she wants to have sex with her Yeah, oh, I think right. first of yeah. all I think Beth seem to be a better police officer than her. I I get that vibe from her, that she obviously is in competition being the the alpha female in the precinct, perhaps, and maybe Beth was a better cop or a more trusted cop. And then to have this, this imposter impersonate her and and yet art still seems to give her more weight than than angela yeah. <laughs> yeah. i think that's Insulted. a little interesting too yeah. one interesting thing i i think whether she's perlephian or 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 not whether she's diet or perlephian it really is interesting to see what do people think what would people think if they found out that their clones exist and that they are actually you know in the middle of this whole conspiracy it would be interesting to see what side art will obviously seems to take the side of the clones he wants yeah. right. to protect he obviously uh has a, an affinity for beth and i think he's grown to like sarah and to understand her and trust her a little bit right
2: um, and but- he sees her also as a desperate mother her daughter is missing and yeah. i think he can empathize with that okay
3: but i, I do think angela de Angelis will fall on the side of oh with well, it they're not people yeah
2: They're not people.
3: Someone made them. If
1: she's not one of the sides, I think she would... I I agree with you. I think she would be against the clones. She would think this is an abomination. Maybe not Prolethean 100%, but definitely think they're an abomination of some sort. Uh, I want to get into, really quick, first of all, I want to get into one of my favorite scenes of, of the show that involves Sarah. Sarah's ploy to get into the Diet Institute by making Daniel think... That that she was in a red minivan when it was Allison and seeing Allison, one of my favorite moments, Allison fight those, uh,
2: she (laughs) kicks some
1: ass, throwing elbows.
3: (laughs)
4: Jeez. And she didn't even know it was coming. I right. know. Yeah.
3: Which, again, I'm just going to throw it out there. Super strength. I think so. And the pepper spray. And, and the and rape you know, whistle. And the rape whistle. Oh, that was a oh great time. That was
1: such a hilarious yeah.
3: scene. I just
1: love that scene. And it was so smart using all the clones. She was using all the clones at her disposal. I love how she gets to fool uh, Daniel by making her think it's Allison. Uh, or having go out to Allison and then she impersonates Cosima to yeah. get into the yeah. diet institute. It's just really brilliant the yeah. uh, the way they uh, went around. The way she
3: that. leverages the other clones. Exactly. Yeah. Totally
1: interesting for that. Uh, so I want to uh, if if we hit about everything, I think right. I just want to about. Make sure. Just about. Boy, we've packed a lot in. I would love to get into some news and gossip.
0: After Buzz TV News.
1: Uh, Will, you looked up the ratings? I was looking on
2: up on uh, the ratings that came in because I was very curious to see how many people came to to see Orphan Black mm-hmm. coming back, and uh, it was up a hundred and eighty five percent in the ratings <laughs> from the season one finale.
3: That's and, fantastic! Uh,
2: and look for a Saturday night show. That's huge. It brought in uh, seven hundred and eighty five thousand viewers just for Saturday night. So those are, those are big numbers for them. Clone
1: Club is multiplying, that's yeah. for sure.
2: Also, uh, it was the number one show tweeted about. Uh, uh, 43,000 tweets Saturday night alone were sent about Orphan Black. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah.
1: On uh, That's on the Nielsen's,
3: right? That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and I, I was at WonderCon over the weekend, and there were tons of people cosplaying. Uh, and I saw two Helenas that were both terrifying um, <laughs> and then they did a screening there which was also packed yeah people oh, yeah. love the show
1: that's awesome it's awesome to see uh to see the cosplay to hear about it and the fact that they actually had the yeah they had the advanced screening because mm-hmm. we were when we were at the Clone Versation they were they were taking doing a preview with yeah. uh yeah they, they were show they were actually taping a, an intro because the cast and the creators couldn't be there so it right. was really interesting to say
2: but yeah very successful so far and and also the second highest a BBC America show in the 18 to 49 uh, demo, uh, just behind, just a sliver behind Doctor Who. Oh,
3: wow. So. Is that of the night or of the year?
2: Of overall for the network. Oh, that's fantastic. So. Really? Yeah. So it's
1: already, it's almost pulling Doctor Who numbers for BBC. Yeah.
2: That's, that's actually,
1: huge. that's actually
2: huge for BBC. For, I think, for 18 to 49 year olds. Yeah, but right. they yeah.
1: just, but still, I mean, they consider, they, they're very that's, high up yeah. on their Doctor Who. So uh, just to know that they're putting them in the same sentence with Doctor Who is right. amazing.
2: I really feel like BBC is has been pushing so much to be like this is their show to make their network BBC in a way. America, BBC America, because, yeah, not yeah, America. because
3: their biggest show is an import, so yeah. to have an original do almost as well is
2: honestly huge. They want this to be like what Sopranos was to HBO, yeah. Mad Men to AMC. They've been
1: trying to develop the original programming. They started off with Copper, uh, but this has obviously been their, their success story so far. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple other things I want to mention just really quick. Uh, I didn't mention Graham Manson and John Fawcett, who are the creators of uh, of Orphan Black, they actually did a cameo in the Dialog yes, party that. in in the premiere. So uh, if you take a look, they were actually shaking hands with Leaky at one point. Taking so, a photo. Yeah, they're taking a photo. So cool. I think that's really, really cool. And, uh, and we didn't really bring up Kira at the very end. That was also a weird little twist. It was very creepy. Yes, Harkening her getting yeah. her hair combed and posing in front of a bed. That was yeah. Just yeah. An eerie. I play. hope she's not getting sold. <laughs> that that's be, what. I, that's what came to me. That, that was would be sad. really bad. She's, she's
2: worth too much to them, though. There's too much leverage having her. Yeah.
1: Let's uh, let's move on to some
3: predictions.
2: Well, oh. you
3: gotta wait. You gotta wait for the sound effect. Now, your
0: after- <laughs> <laughs> TV You're it's part I, of your procedure. I didn't I didn't cue so her, I so Marissa
1: so she took her extra second there, so that's my bad. Anyway, so uh well Wilson, you seem really excited to give us a prediction,
2: go to it. Well, uh I believe Kira has been kidnapped by the Prolethians. They're the ones who have her. Yeah. Helena is also with the Prolethians. Helena has such a connection to Kira that I don't think Helena is going to stand for this. If Helena knows that they have Kira, she's going to want to let Kira go. She's going to want to help Kira because they have a, a bond. Again, that childlike quality mm-hmm. that you were talking about. So if I don't know if it's going to happen in the next episode, but I think somewhere along the way, going to them having Kira is going to be an issue for Helena.
1: Interesting. All right. Anna,
2: what do you say?
4: I say... That there will be at least a sex scene, if not a full, (laughs) you don't know where I'm going with this, if not not a a full romance between Sarah and Art.
3: Really? Wow. Wow. I did not see that coming. See, I knew you didn't. I did not not see that coming. I I, kind of see what you're driving at. I thought about it when I watched the episode for a second time. Two people working in close quarters, a lot of a lot of emotion, a lot of tension. Eventually, it will break.
4: Well, and also, she just said, like, it's, like, we kind of talked about her only ally. Mm-hmm. These things, these things happen. It's possible. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, let's see. I, hmm, I think that Kasima is going to, you know, step on someone's toes on her first day at Dyad with her new, her new big lab. Uh, I think that Kira is definitely with the Prolethians. I still think that our other creepy Prolethean guy is going to eventually have some kind of good in him. And I still think Rachel wants to bone Paul.
1: <laughs> okay. I think I kind of agree with you about Helena. I think Helena is going to separate herself from the Proletheans and she's going to be her own entity based on the fact that they have Kira, and also the fact that Sarah talks some sense into her. I like what you're saying about Art and uh, Sarah, but I actually think it's going to be the Angelus and Sarah. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a little bit of a shocker. Oh, oh brother! I, I think there's going to be a little weird moment where she's like, "I really was in love with you." Maybe, maybe what you were thinking about Rachel and Sarah is really the Angelus. <laughs> <that's>,
2: <laughs> hasn't really <laughs> we coupled off on this show. Everybody, everybody off. No, we're <laughs>
1: totally coupling everybody off. We're children, A- and I think that Allison. I mean, they've been and teasing. They've been teasing it. yeah, and Ramon. We've been teasing that Allison is. They've been teasing that, <laughs> yes. Alice, yeah, no. been teasing <laughs> that Allison going uh, to be having an incredible guilt over Ainsley. Yeah. I think she's going to actually confess.
3: Really, I think yes. she's going to confess. Let's do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
2: Will, where can we find you during the week? You can find me on Twitter. The Real Will link. You can also, I host a podcast for the Westcast Podcast Network, uh, called Will Sean Podcast. I host it with a guy named Sean.
0: Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, you can
4: follow me, a couple for mayor, K O P P E L F O R M A Y O R.
2: Okay.
3: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me on the SourceFed Network on YouTube, YouTube.com slash SourceFed. And you can find all my videos at YouTube.com slash Matthew D. Lieberman. And, of course, on a bunch of shows here on Apple And a bunch of shows. As well
1: as Anna, too. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. And, again, on a bunch of shows here on uh after Buzz. I'll, too many to mention right now because we're wrapping up. But please tune in next week. We'll have a lot more After Buzz, a lot more Orphan Black on After Buzz on Monday nights at 6 o'clock. Thanks
0: again. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire After Buzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the After Buzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com.